Greetings to all who have gathered here today. I greet you in the name of our precious Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. I am Reverend Dr. Lydia Waters, Senior Pastor of Pacoima First United Methodist Church in Pacoima, California. We, we're just so happy, happy that you've joined our worship. And so we're going to gather around and we're going to prepare our, our mind, our soul, body, and strength to hear a word from the Lord. Oh, I want you to have your Bibles and I want you to prepare your heart to be softened, to receive the word. And so let us join with our minister of music, Sister O'Carr, accompanied by her husband, Brother Darnell Carr. And we're going to sing praises to the Lord our God. You know what we say. The Word of God says, when praises go up, blessings come down. Dominion and power now and forever. The Lord God omnipotent reigneth with power forever with power greater than all you are sovereign God. God, great God, worthy of honor and glory. We stand here in reverence, blessed in your presence, Jehovah. dominion and power now and forever the Lord God omnipotent reigneth with power forever with power greater than all you are sovereign God God great God worthy of honor and glory we stand here in reverence blessed in your presence Jehovah Our scripture lesson for today is found in the letter of Paul to the church at Ephesus. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 1 through 7, and verses 11 through 16. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 1 through 7, and 11 through 16. And listen now, listen for the word of the Lord. I therefore, the prisoner in the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of the calling to which you have been called with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing one another in love and making every effort to maintain the unity of the Holy Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body, one spirit, 
just as you were called to the one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in all. But each of us was given grace according to the measure of Christ's gifts. Verses 11 through 16. The gifts he gave were that some would be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ until all of us come to the unity of faith and of knowledge of the Son of God, to maturity, to the measure of the false statue of Christ. Oh, we must no longer be children, tossed to and fro and blown about by every wind of doctrine, by people's trickery, by their craftiness and deceitful scheming. But speaking the truth in love, we must grow up in every way into him who is the head into Christ. Christ from whom the whole body joined and knit together by every ligament with which it is equipped as each part is working properly. That promotes the body's growth in building itself up in love. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. And now, my dearly beloved, won't you pray with and for me? Almighty God, as I stand here to preach your word, won't you please allow the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, for you are my strength and you are my redeemer. In Jesus' name I pray. Our sermon topic for today is we need Christian unity. Oh, we need Christian unity. Beloved, it's just so important that we understand why we have gathered here. We've gathered because God has chosen us. He chose you and he chose me to be representatives of on this earth for Jesus And because we have been chosen, it is important that we work hard to live lives exemplary of the calling that we have received. Amen. And so in the fourth chapter of the epistle to Paul, to the Ephesians, the apostle urges the church in verse 3. He says, he urges the church to maintain the unity of, of the Holy Spirit, meaning, of course, the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity. You know, God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. As a matter of fact, Pastor Paul is begging the church to be eager to maintain the unity of the Holy Spirit in the bond of peace. As expressed in the contemporary English version, 
Try your best to let God's spirit keep your hearts united. In other words, there's a need for Christian unity. And while we can hear Paul begging the church to do several things in our lesson, this whole idea of maintaining the unity of the spirit appears to be the key to understanding Pastor Paul's purpose in writing this fourth chapter. And beloved, I would venture to say, I would venture to say that maintaining the unity of the Holy Spirit is what it takes for us to understand how to effectively serve the Lord together. Child of God. You know, in grappling with this theme, it's important that we don't overlook the obvious, namely that the type of unity that the apostle speaks of is a spiritual unity. A spiritual openness. The apostle himself underscores this way of understanding our unity by his use of several interchangeable phrases. He speaks of one body, one spirit, one hope, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God. He speaks of the unity of the faith as well as the unity of the spirit. And we get the impression that Paul is not talking about nine or ten different kinds of unity here, but that he's talking about different sides of one reality. You know, well, it's just like you and me. I, I have many roles, mother, grandmother, cousin, friend, pastor, counselor, teacher, senior citizen, but there is one me. Therefore, all of the various ways the apostle uses to speak of unity or oneness refers to only one kind of unity, one kind of oneness, namely a spiritual unity or oneness. In other words, when all that we do is centered in the word of God and the love of God and obedience to God, then when we get together... <laughs> We all become one body in Christ Jesus. We all praise and worship the same spirit and serve the one and only true God who made heaven and earth. Oh, glory to God. We all can say, my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. We all have hope. Because Jesus lives, and that means that we can face tomorrow. And we don't know what tomorrow holds, but we know who holds tomorrow. And we know who holds our hands. We all know Jesus. We all come having been baptized by the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And we come with faith in God's ability to make a way out of no way. Oh, glory. All those things make us one body in Christ Jesus. As a Christian, we all know that Jesus is the answer for the world today. Beside him, there is no other. Jesus is the way. We all can sing, Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on me, melt me and mold me and fill me. Use me, Lord, to your glory. Hallelujah. Child of God, for us to understand what it means to be one in the Holy Spirit. We need to live the life we sing about in our songs. 
always talking about focusing on our spiritual selves, our, our heart, our soul, and our spirit. Uh, now, I know, I know that those parts of humanity are uh, ignored today in lieu of our fascination and obsession with the mind and the body. But it is our spiritual self that houses the awareness of the Holy Spirit who will provide us with all we need to live in loving unity. Verses 6 through 7 says, There is one God who is the Father of all people. Not only the God above all others, but God works by using all of us and we live through Jesus Christ. And he's in all of us. He has generously given his gifts to us. Everybody, not one race, but all races, not one nation, but all nations, everybody. So, beloved, now let's look at something else very important that this lesson points out. Make note of what we learn in verses 1 through 13 now. The word of God lets us know that the way to achieve unity and oneness in the church of Jesus Christ is not by trying to get rid of our differences. The way to become one is not to become the same. No, no. The way to become one is by affirming our differences. The way to become one is by celebrating our differences with mutual respect and mutual support and mutual affirmation. Because these things make up the foundation of unity and oneness in the church of Jesus Christ. And when we have this kind of unity... We don't have a sameness of cultures. When we have this kind of unity, we don't have a sameness of languages. When we have this kind of unity, we don't have a sameness of worship styles. We don't have the sameness of race, age, sex, or personality. Oh, but we do have a unity of the Holy Spirit. And this, according to the apostle, is the only that really matters. Oh, we need to get it together. Listen to Pastor Paul's catalog of differences. He says, some are apostles, some are prophets, some are evangelists, some are pastors, some are teachers. Some people do all of that. But all of these differences work together to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ. And of course, the apostle is talking about differences in the gifts of ministries. But when I reflect upon this, I become convinced that racial differences are also the gift of God. And cultural differences are also the gift of God. And personality differences are also the gift of God. And just as different ministerial gifts work to build up the body of Christ, racial and cultural Age and personality differences always work to build up the body of Christ. Listen, you know what? I love diversity in its purest sense. <laughs> Therefore, I just find it most illuminating uh, that when the Apostle John records his vision of the redeemed community in Revelation 7 
chapter 7 or verse 9. This is what he said. He said that he saw a great multitude which no one could number from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and tongues, standing before the throne and before the Lamb. Wow, wow, wow. Even in the eschaton, the end, differences do not disappear, but rather they find a unity in the Spirit. God knew what he was doing when he made us different. of God, the point is that we need each other and we need our differences of age, race, sex, attitude, strength, gifts, talents, and commitment. For you see, my beloved, for then and only then can we successfully work together in the unity of the Holy Spirit to build up the body of Christ. And the body of Christ always needs to be building up the kingdom of God here on earth. Listen to me, listen to me. Until every person is saved, we have work to do. Until every person comes to know about the saving power of Jesus, we have work to do. Until our churches are models of love and humility and gentleness and patience, miracles and appreciation. Oh, we have work to do. Because there is one body, says Pastor Oh, my dearly beloved, unity does not just happen. We must work it, work it, work it, make it happen. And the way we work at it is by being open more and more to receive more and more of the Spirit of God living in each of us. Hear this, hear this. We cannot have unity because of committee meetings, commissions, conferences, the polity meaning the laws of the Methodist Church or the Baptist Church or the laws of the land. None of those things have or will bring us together in unity and love. It hasn't happened yet. Ain't gonna happen. They never have and they never will. They are merely a play with our own human egos. Because there's only one supreme person who who can make unity and love happen. It takes the indwelling, fulfilling presence, power, and welcoming of the Holy Spirit in our lives and in our churches. The songwriter says it like this. We are one in the Spirit. We're one in the Lord. We are one in the Spirit and we're one in the Lord. And I know that our unity will one day be restored and they'll know we are Christians by our love, by our love. They will know we are Christians by our love. Oh, when the church of Jesus Christ gets serious about the love of God, we'll transform the world. Child of the Most High God, we're called to spiritual unity not dull sameness. Sameness is needed for control in a racist country. We are called to oneness in the faith, not to be Xerox copies of one another. And since we are called to this kind of unity, this kind of oneness, we all have something valuable to contribute because we are created equal in and through our uniqueness. Therefore, being equal does not mean being the same. In a white supremacist society, when everyone is expected to be like those who have a delusion of superiority, it's important to understand this. 
being equal does not mean being the same. We are created equal. So let me say this. In this country, we don't want to be a melting pot. Melting the what? A white sauce? No. We're more like a vegetable soup or mixed flower arrangements. We, we're like a, a piece of the puzzle, each different, but each needing to, to, needed to finish the puzzle, each bringing their own valuable authenticity. You know what? You know what? I have never believed that the God I serve gave all the answers to one race of people. Call me up if you want to. As a black female senior citizen, I bring something to the table. The devil is a liar. And the answers that humanity needs to survive, all of us bring. I bring mine and you bring yours and we grow into the fullness of Christ Jesus. Filled with the, and anointed with Oh, we need Christian unity today. Now I want to end with the words found in verses 14 through 16. It says, we must stop acting like children. Grow up. We must not let deceitful people trick us by their false teachings, which are like winds that toss us around from place to place. Love should always make us tell the truth in love. And then we will grow in every way. We'll be more like Jesus, the head of the body. Jesus Christ holds it together and makes all of the parts work perfectly as it grows and becomes strong because of God's love. Glory to God. Now the songwriter says it like this. He says, sometimes it's hard for me to understand why we pull away from each other so easily, even though we're all walking the same road. Yet we build dividing walls between our brothers and ourselves, our sisters and ourselves. But, but I don't care what label you may wear. If you believe in Jesus, you belong with me. The bond we share is all I care to see. And we can change this world forever if we just join together. Join and sing, you're my brother, you're my sister. Come take me by the hand and together we will work till Jesus comes. There's no foe that can defeat us when we're serving side by side. As long as we have God's love, we will win. The victory
there's no foe that can defeat us when we're walking side by side. As long as there is love, we will stand. You're my brother, you're my sister, so take me by the hand. Together we will work until it comes. There's no foe that can defeat us. When we're walking side by side, as long as there is love, we will stand. As long as there is love, we will stand. Oh, as long as there is love, we will stand. My dearly beloved, child of God, my sisters and my brothers, you know, we're blood kin by the shed blood of Jesus Christ. I just pray that this word blessed you today. I pray that this lesson helped you today. Because, beloved, it's just time. It's time. It's time for us to get it right. It's time for us to be obedient to our God, our Creator, today. We invite you now. The doors of God's church are open to fill out a form and join the Church of Jesus Christ. Thank God that media is being used for the building of God's kingdom here on earth. Don't ever confine God to anything. God is using media in a mighty way. You can join from anywhere in the world. We'll count you as a member and give you a job to do. And also, I do hope that you'll just say amen to this sermon by hitting the thumbs up button and by subscribing to our YouTube and other channels. Remember, spread the word of God by sharing this video. Now, beloved, this is the first Sunday of the month, and we have made it possible for you to receive the sacrament of Holy Communion. And it is our hope that those of you who have received your communion kits will use them with a grateful heart after this, doing this worship podcast. Please take in remembrance of what the Lord Jesus did for us. And now, if you have your communion kits, invitation to the Lord's Supper. We invite you now to spiritually unite with all the members of Pecoima First United Methodist Church and with all the saints of the church in heaven and on earth and partake of the Lord's Supper. The elements that you received have been consecrated by me. So according to the Gospel of Luke, when our risen Lord was at table with his disciples, he took bread and blessed it. Rested. Broke it and he gave it to them. And then their eyes were open. And they recognized Jesus. 
So taking the bread. This represents the body of Jesus Christ. The bread of life broken for you and for me. Amen. And now taking the cup, he blessed it. to take the cup. This is a symbol of the blood of Jesus Christ, the cup of salvation, his blood shed for you and for me. Thank you, O God, that through your word and this holy communion, you have given us your Son, who is the true bread from heaven and food for eternal life. So strengthen us in your service that our daily living may show our gratitude through Jesus Christ. 